Welcome in to the four and three Falcons today preview time. We're going to look ahead here at, at uh, Atlanta's matchup in Tennessee against the two and four Titans. So we're going to run through my keys to victory, talk about the injury reports for both sides still early in the week, and then I'm going to give my prediction later on. But let's set a bit of a primer for this preview by looking at the two numbers, uh, by looking at the two uh, numbers for both teams in this game, excuse me. The Falcons are averaging 16.4 points per game. That is 29th in the NFL. But their defense is top 10, giving up just 19 points per game. Total yards, this is interesting. Atlanta's got no issue with moving the ball down the field, right? 341 total yards this season per game. That is 13th best in the NFL. However, they're just not converting these good drives into points because of all the turnovers, which is why they have a negative seven turnover differential, which is bottom five in the NFL, one of the worst. Meanwhile, Tennessee, offense is lagging similar to Atlanta, and the defense is similar to Atlanta um, pulling the bootstraps along. They are a top 11, top 12 defense, giving up 19 and a half points per game. But let's get ourselves familiar with the opponent here. Tennessee so far this season started things off with a loss in New Orleans, 16-15. to Then they had the Chargers at home in Week 2, which they won in overtime. Lost at the Cleveland Browns in Week 3, 28-3. But they bounced back nicely the next week. They beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals 27-3. However, since then, two straight losses before their Week 7 bye. So, been up and down so far from Mike Vrabel's crew. But they are definitely able to surprise people and pull off Wins that no one's really given them the chance for, like the Chargers and the Bengals game. I think both those games, Tennessee was underdogs in. Now, as for the injury updates, we'll start with Bijan Robinson. Remember, he missed pretty much all of Week 7 in Tampa Bay with migraines and headaches and things like that that he dealt with on Saturday and going into Sunday. The Falcons did not really express any long-term concern over this, so fingers crossed, but he should be ready to roll against the Titans on Sunday. Now, as for Tennessee, still early in the week for them, but this is something to watch for. Their own team reporter, Jim Wyatt, tweeted out, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill won't practice today. If he can't play, I'd anticipate Malik Willis and Will Levis both playing versus the Falcons. So a potential two-quarterback system for Tennessee on Sunday if Ryan Tannehill and his ankle are not able to go following the bye. Before we all chalk this up as an easy win for ATL because Malik Willis was very bad last year when he filled it and Will Levis was not good in training camp in the preseason this year as a rookie, Vrabel is one of the better coaches in the NFL. And if there is any coach who can come off a bye and shock the nation with a 2QB system to beat a 4-3 and three team at home, it would be Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. So, don't get ahead of your skis here and just assume, oh, two QB system, no Ryan Tannehill. We got this one in the bag. Keep in mind that we saw Mike Vrabel keep, keep games very close last year with Malik Willis at quarterback. No reason why he can't do that at home against the Falcons. Now, Willis in his career has not been very impressive. Um, he kind of got tossed into the fire last year. I remember that Chiefs game. His OC was not doing him any favors, but he certainly did not look like an NFL quarterback in those games. However, he was much better in training camp and preseason this year. Now, before we get to the rest of my keys to victory and whatnot, if you are ready, 
for Atlanta to be 5-2, and two, then sub for dubs. Get the good times rolling right now. We're almost at 16,000 subscribers, so make sure you hit that sub button down below if you have not already. Now, as for my keys to victory, key number one, protect the football. This is a very generic one, but Atlanta needs to hear it because they have not done a good job of protecting the football. I mean, this is your basic key for every team in every single game, but it really applies to Atlanta because they are playing with fire here. They were able to get away with a win in Tampa despite Desmond Ritter fumbling three times in the red zone. That's not sustainable week in and week out. The turnovers have to go down for Desmond Ritter. Right, six interceptions, six total fumbles. I mean, he's given the ball up 12 times, and he's only scored six passing touchdowns. The Falcons are moving the ball down the field just fine. Desmond Ritter is doing a good job of finding the open guy, making smart throws, right, making good long throws. He's doing all the hard stuff pretty well. It's the easy things that are tripping up him, right? Like, don't fumble at the one-inch line. Don't fumble on a QB center exchange, right? It's just the little things, which are catastrophic mistakes called turnovers that need to be cleaned up. But he's doing the hard stuff just fine, honestly, which is why I'm very optimistic that if they can change, if they can clean up these turnovers, Atlanta is going to be just fine with Desmond Ritter for the rest of the season. But if they don't clean up those turnovers, we're going to have a serious problem on our hands. I also want to highlight this. Atlanta's offense has quietly been one of the best the last three weeks. For all the people out there that comment on every single video, fire Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith with a quarterback that fumbled three times and has fumbled six times, three times last game, six times all season, and thrown six interceptions so far. Over the last three weeks, his offense has outgained the Kansas City Chiefs, the Miami Dolphins, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Buffalo Bills, for the better offenses in football, and it's not even all that close. He's averaging 15 more yards a game than Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, despite his star running back only having one carry last week in Tampa, despite his quarterback fumbling three times in their last game, which somehow was still a win. They are doing the hard stuff. Well, they just got to protect the football. This defense has kept Atlanta above water, right? They are 4-3 and three right now, largely due to their defense. So despite the turnovers, this defense is keeping this team in games. But here's the thing with NFL defenses. They are so weak to weak. Like, you might get a really elite defense that plays well four out of five weeks, but you're still going to have that bad week, right? You're still going to have that one week where, take the Cleveland Browns, for example, the number one defense in the NFL going into last week, let Gardner freaking Minshew put up 38 points against them. So it's just not reliable. It's not consistent enough to go, hey, we can suffice with Desmond Ritter turning it over three times a game. We got Ryan Nielsen calling the shots for the defense. Nope, not going to work every single Sunday. You need to find some consistency on offense and protect the football. Now, today's show is being supported by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy sports app where all you have to do is pick more or less for two to six player staff projections, and you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Prize Picks is super simple and user friendly. Here are my selections for week eight I'm going more on CJ Stroud passing yards at 239 and a half against the Carolina Panthers. 
I'll also take the more on Trevor Lawrence for the same number against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I like Brees Hall more than 66 and a half rushing yards against the Giants. Brees Hall was awesome the last time I saw him play. So go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. The link for that is in the comments and description of today's video. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Moving on to my second key to victory for Atlanta, Air Raid Ritter. Like, I know this might sound crazy coming from me, of all people, the guy who's been standing up here advertising to trade for Justin Fields and has not been Desmond Ritter's biggest fan for the last year or so, but this would be a good time to air it out because like we just talked about, they've got no issue moving the ball down the field and they're going to go up against a Titans secondary that is okay, but it's not elite. Like Christian Fulton, their number one corner, is having an awful season. They just traded their star safety, Kevin Byard, away for Terrell Edmonds, who is not good. Amani Hooker is an average safety, not great, but not bad. And Sean Murphy Bunting has played very well this season, but there's no one really in the secondary that makes me think, well, they got a Revis Island kind of guy, right? You got to pound the rock. No, you've had a lot of success throwing the ball lately. Keep going to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. It's working. Don't get gun-shy because you turn it over three times. Like Desmond Ritter, two weeks ago, had a major issue with all the interceptions. How did he open up the Bucks game? Spraying the ball all over the place. Now, he ended up fumbling a lot. So now we corrected the interceptions, and he's like an addict. He replaced interceptions with fumbles. Now we've got to replace fumbles with touchdowns, right? This is the three-step recovery program. We just got Desmond Ritter unaddicted to turning it over. You are welcome, Desmond. Listen. I do want to share some fun stats with you guys as well because in Tennessee's four losses this season, they are giving up an average of 250 and a half passing yards. So this air defense has been very vulnerable at times for Tennessee, and I want to see the Falcons take advantage of that and not get gun-shy because of Desmond Ritter's last week performance. Moving on to my third key to victory, obliterate Will, Le uh, Will Levis and Malik Willis. I don't think either quarterback has any business being in the NFL for very much longer. They are not good quarterbacks, in my opinion, and you have to pin your ears back and remind them of that. I'm not talking like going full on, remember the Titans, we blitz every single play. I respect Rabel, but Malik Willis and Will Levis, they suck. Now, Rabel still had Malik Willis in a lot of games last, week, last year. They went to overtime in Kansas City with Malik Willis. The team that would go on to win the Super Bowl, they had a lead over them in the fourth quarter in Kansas City. But obliterate them. So I'm looking at these guys right here. David Onyemata, Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree, and that's Grady Jarrett, not A.J. Terrell. Sorry, everyone. But obliterate them, right? Even uh, Lorenzo Carter can get in the mix as well. So get after these players, get after these quarterbacks, and make their life a living hell if there's no Ryan Tannehill out there. I want to see this Atlanta defense pin their ears back and get five, six, seven sacks against these young quarterbacks. Speaking of A.J. Terrell, nice segment. Sorry for the little snafu there. Uh, back, bounce back time for A.J. Terrell. He has uh, not been his sharpest, let's say, the last couple of games. In fact, when you look at A.J. Terrell's stats and PFF numbers, Compare the first four weeks to the last three weeks. Overall grade from PFF, 
down 15 points. Yards allowed in one fewer game, up 111 yards. One touchdown allowed, four pass breakups, no interceptions. A.J. Terrell has just not been that lockdown corner. I mean, he's been very good, don't get me wrong, but we need to see a bounce back from A.J. Terrell because he's going to be tasked with this guy, DeAndre Hopkins. Traylon Burks missed the last game with an ankle injury, or knee injury, I should say. He could be out again after the bye, and if that's the case, it's going to be Terrell versus Hopkins all Sunday long, and I want to see A.J. Terrell win this matchup. But speaking of A.J. Terrell, do you think this is a player Atlanta should extend? Obviously, he's a good football player, and I want him to be on this team, but we can also agree, like, he's not someone you want to give the number one contract to for all the corners, so... Let me know, do you think this is a player Atlanta should invest heavily in? Fifth and final key to victory for the Falcons, don't get outcoached. If there is one chance that Tennessee has in this game, if they truly do rule out, roll out there with Will Levis and Malik Willis, it is a Mike Vrabel classic. Because Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, you do not go to a playoff game last year, which was week 18 for them, in Jacksonville to go and win the division with a quarterback you claimed off the Lions practice squad and Josh Dobbs and stay competitive in that game without excellent coaching. Mike Vrabel has always kept his Titans in games for the most part, so don't sleep on this team. I don't want to see any horrible mismanaged clock situations, which we've seen a few times from Arthur Smith the last couple of weeks. Hopefully all, that's, all that gets cleaned up and Mike Frabel does not dominate Arthur Smith when it comes to game planning and putting together a better overall approach to this game. Now predict the score for me one more time if you have not already. Falcons versus Titans. Let me know who you got in this game and by how much. I'm going to say Atlanta wins this game 26-13. to 13. 